Hey, profs. Welcome on in. My name's Rob Lightfoot, proud two-time alum of Rick Edelman College of Communication, class of 2000-2001. This is Beyond the Brown and Gold. I'm Jessica Kennedy. I'm the co-host here, also a two-time proud Rowan alum, class of 2008 from the Rick Edelman College of Communication and Creative Arts, and 2015 from the College of Education. Thanks so much for joining us today. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM presents Beyond the Brown and Gold, a show that highlights the lives and memories of Glassboro State and Rowan University alumni. Now, here are your hosts, Rob Lightfoot and Jessica Kennedy. Today's show features Taylor Henry, a 2018 writing arts minor in journalism grad. And I think you're going to say, oh, that's all she does. Well, she also has a master's. She's also got a master's. I mean, so many so many degrees from But Rowan. she does more than write, right? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> see? see what we did there? Yeah. She's the president of the Wildwood Historical Society, has previously done some freelance journalism work. She's also an adjunct professor here at Rowan. She's got her own radio show. I hope she's not competing with us. Do you think she's trying to compete with us? I think she's trying to take our audience. That's okay. We're going to share audiences, at least for this episode. She's an author. She has a book called Wildwoods Houses Through Time. And also, uh, she has a shop on the board. I mean, how many things could a a girl do? It's too much. (laughs) I'm actually exhausted. You're exhausted? Well, I think that we had a great time with Taylor today. We talk about how she got into uh, the art of preserving... um, different architecture, what drew her interest in the historical society, her experiences here at Rowan as a student and a professor. And we're so grateful when our alumni can kind of come full circle and give back to current students. So Taylor, thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to kick it off with a very random question. I'm going to let you pick because I think I've been picking a bunch. Let's see what we got for you. So this is one of... Many things we'll ask you today, but this is the most important question we'll probably ask you on the show today. Oh, okay. This actually is going to be uh, appropriate for who you are. What's your favorite museum? The Wildwood Historical Museum. All right, look at this. <laughs> that was totally that was, random. That was really Totally good. random, which is fantastic because we need to talk about that in your I history. Know. Here. Oh, my goodness. Rob, did you plant that car? No, it was just right. You saw. It was a <laughs> random pick. I did. Yeah, I saw that. Sure, sure. Wasn't that amazing? Let me see it. All right. All right. All right. See? It Fair says enough. it right there. Do people have favorite museums? Um, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been to a lot of cool museums. Yeah. So I just don't know if I would know. Do you have one? I mean, I've been to really cool, like I've been to the 9-11 Museum, which was, I mean, it's it's hard to say that when something's like a, you know, tragedy. memorializing yeah. a tragedy or a period of time that wasn't great, that it's like a great, mu- I don't know, it just feels weird to say that. So. Well, she knew what she wanted right away, and we'll put a pin in that and revisit that. <laughs> yes, Because we, we have to come back to that comment, but we'll yeah. learn more about you first. Sure. Where do, have you been joining us from today? Did you have a long commute here? I came from Millville, which is about 30 minutes. So it's, it's uh, you know, not too bad, but it could be shorter. Did you grow up in Cumberland County? I actually grew up in Wildwood, but uh, my family is from Millville. I was born in Cumberland County, and I moved back when I started going to Rowan as a student, and I just stayed there just because, you know, I still work at Rowan, and it's a good halfway point. And so the when you are in the Millville area and thinking about schools, was Rowan the automatic, like, layup? 
Kind of. I didn't move to Millville until I got accepted to okay, Rowan. Okay. But Where were you before then, then? Just Wildwood. Oh, okay. I went to Atlantic Cape Community College, and then, yeah, Rowan was always going to be the school that I wanted to go to. That was the only one I ever applied for. Wow. <laughs> I had my mind set on this place. What had you, like, desiring to come here so much? <sighs> A lot of reasons. One is um, the the program that I wanted to be in, the communication the College of Communication and Creative Arts. I knew it was a very good program. Um, and I, I also liked where it was located. And honestly, the first time that I came to campus, I there was a Rocky Horror Picture Show performance here. And that was my first time on campus. I was still in community college. And I just liked the vibe here. I, I thought it was really cool that they did something like that. And I was like, yeah, this this solidifies it for me. <laughs> I love that. Was there any particular part of campus, the physical space, that kind of like really drew you in when you first saw it? Uh, well, it was in uh, Wilson Hall. Um, I actually had no idea how to get here the first time. It was. It's like once you, b- before you know the campus, it's like how do you even enter this? Like wh- where do you go? Where's the entrance to so this place? The yeah. parking, the parking situation was like I didn't know where to park. Uh, but I don't know. I just I thought it was like the people were really nice, and I thought the 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 clubs that they had sounded really neat. Also, I always loved wanted to be part of Rowan Radio, and I knew I wanted to be part of the Wit. So going here, like I knew like this was my first priority. Like the minute I got here, I was like, I'm signing up for training. I love that. It took Derek calling my dorm room for me to get here. I drag you out. So persistent. He was like, hello, are you going to come? I've heard of you. I'm like, oh, no, I guess. Because yeah, you family member come here. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I guess I have to come to the station. So that's so cool that you came in with the intent to to join. So you, you got involved right away. Yeah. I only had two years because I already uh, spent my first, well, three years. I was a, I was a, fi- a five-year senior. So I spent three years at community college. And I'm like, well, I got to make the most of this these two years at Rowan. So I was like, minute I get there, signing up for training. Minute I get there, I'm going to the WITS interest meeting. And yeah, I just wanted to get started right away. <laughs> and what did you do here when you were here? I was a daytime host for a year. And then I became the music director and uh, host of nighttime rock show, The Nighthawk. And you also wrote for The Wit, I'm assuming. Was mm-hmm. there a particular area that you wrote about? I was the features editor. I became the features editor um, after my first semester. And so I just mostly did like feature stories, profiles, fun stuff happening around campus. Sometimes we would go a little bit more in depth about a news story. Um, like I, I did a fun piece on the rumors that people hear around campus. Like one was, if you get hit by a car on Route 322, you get free tuition. <laughs> I've heard oh, that one. Have you? That, yeah. that was debunked. But everyone's yeah. heard these things, yeah. and nobody really knows if they're true or I'm not. I'm just really hoping not that many people are getting, there can't be, we're not or, getting. Or at least hoping for it to happen, so they get free tuition. That'd be awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be awful. There have been a few of those accidents since I've been here. Now, the wit, the radio station, we don't like to pin them against each other. They both are great. But we're currently in the radio station. What was your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> Leading the witness. Um, I overall, I think I I think Rowan Radio was the the one that I gravitated more towards. It was a little hard for me getting into it because I had never I had been involved with radio, but always from a production angle. Like I was in an internship and I was involved at the community college's radio station, but I never was on air. So it was a little bit hard for me to get into it right away. But once I did and I graduated, I'm like, I miss radio, you know? And so I ended up getting back into radio. 
How did you find an opportunity for you to do that kind of quote unquote in the real world? Well, uh, one of my good friends from Rowan Radio ended up being the station manager of a station based in uh, Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania. It's called 92.9 WZML. And he he invited me to be a DJ to do the Nighthawk again. And I thought about it for a long time. And I started just last month. So, are you loving it? Oh, I love it so much. It, it brings me so much joy. It's something to look forward to every week. It's on Mondays from 9 p.m. to midnight. And what is the Nighthawk? Tell me about that. It's progressive, psychedelic, and heavy rock. So I, I have a large record collection that I love to share with people. And yeah, just kind of like string songs together that make sense together. Long songs, like 20 minutes long. I love that stuff. What kind of artists? So people can maybe kind of wrap their head around. Or so, be, like, be known in the space. Yeah, like Genesis, Renaissance, Yes, that sort of stuff. Great. Grateful Dead. I haven't played them in a while. I should because yeah, I should. I always forget that they're considered, I guess, marginally prog. Did you always love music growing up? Yeah, I my parents were never really into like progressive rock, but but the, we had like Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd on CD and. It was just so weird, and I kind of fell in love with it. And then, like, my dad showed me Frank Zappa and Robin Trower, not realizing that this stuff was going to turn me into, like, absolutely obsessed with it. Um, So now I know more about music than they do. (laughs) Do you collect vinyl, too, or no? Yeah. Yeah, I have about 700 records. Oh, my Incredible. Well, because it was making a comeback right now for a while. Is it still back or is it not? Is it fading? What's the the trend? It seems to be only growing. I also work at a store in Wildwood in the summer that sells records, and they are selling better than they ever have. I'm really glad I got into records before they blew up and just took over. And now you can't, like the records that I got for a dollar at a yard sale are like $15. You can't get it at a yard sale anymore. You cannot get records at yard sales. What's your favorite one that you have? My favorite record that I have. <sighs> like, are you listening to it on a Sunday night when you're not night hawking and you're just kind of home? Are you just like throwing some vinyl on and just kind of chilling on your couch? I haven't listened to a lot of vinyl until I got into radio. That was a lot of the reason why I wanted to get back into it because I had all these records and I really wasn't listening to them. One, I have to get my receiver fixed. Oh. My receiver is broken, but... Um, also just like I put on the radio cause I'm like, I love to listen to the radio. So I'll just put the radio on and then I don't even like an hour's passed and I haven't had to get up and flip a record over. So anything by any Genesis album, I could, I could listen to any time of day. Like they're, they're my absolute favorite. Um, so like Foxtrot, um, that's one of my favorites. So from, from the, go ahead. So other than the uh, wit and the radio station, you were going to class in between all these fun uh, opportunities that you had. So you were a writing arts major. So can you tell us about your experience as a student in that program? Mm-hmm. I was a writing arts major, journalism minor. It was um, it was like when I signed up to come to Rowan and I and I had to check a box to pick my major I didn't really like research it or anything I just was like wow writing arts that sounds so cool and so that's what I picked and then I got here and um the I I started taking gosh what were the classes I didn't get to take a whole lot of core classes because um oh I um 
I ended up choosing a journalism minor because like I originally wanted to do audio recording, but I I really couldn't wrap my head around it, which is weird because now it's all I all I do, but I couldn't get into it then and so I ended up looking at my uh, transcript and I had enough like I didn't have a whole lot of free credits left because I went to a community college. But I ended up being able to do a journalism minor and taking a lot of journalism classes as part of the writing arts major as a, what, what was it called, new media and publishing at the time uh, as a concentration. So I ended up taking more journalism classes than writing arts. But the writing arts classes I took were fabulous. And I loved it so much that I ended up coming back to get a master's degree in writing in the, with a lot of the same professors. And what are some of the skills you took away from that? Because I know when I went through the PR program here for the master's program, it really kind of sharpens your writing and has you relook at the syntax you use and such like that. I don't know if you found that that same. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, it's definitely like I never wrote about myself. I learned to to write from the first person. Um, I learned in, in a lot of journalism classes. I learned how to be precise with my language. Um, and I took so much from the writing arts program that I that my mass that my um, my final capstone project was a book that I wrote. So that book was actually written as part of the the, the writing arts program. So let's talk about your book because I have it here and nobody can see it, but it is beautiful. Um, it's uh, Wildwood Houses Through Time, Wildwoods Houses. That's hard to say. Wildwoods. Say houses. it five times real fast. I can't. Okay. I can't. Wild Woods Houses Through Time. And you put this book together. Did you do the photography in, in the book as well? Yes. Tell us about this uh, journey that you went on to put this beautiful book together. Sure. I was volunteering with the Wildwood Historical Society, and they got an email from a publisher, Font Hill Media, who was soliciting people to write books about their communities. That's kind of their um, business model. Is It's similar to Arcadia, where you have very specific books about very specific places. And so I, I was like, this could be a good opportunity. I was just about to graduate. I was about a semester away. And so I was like, what do I want to write about, about Wildwood? Um, I, a lot of books have been written about like the motels of Wildwood. Everyone knows about that. But I grew up there, and nobody ever really has written a book about the, the residential architecture, the kind of houses that I grew up in, which I thought were a very important part of the history of the island. And a lot of people didn't really know how far back the history of the Wildwoods went, like to Victorian times. So I, I feel like Kate May gets all the credit for that, right? They do, and I mentioned Kate May a lot, and oh. how um, like we had at one time more Victorian houses than they did. Wow! But they they had um, they were more ahead of the game. They were preserving their stuff in the '70s, and by the time that Wildwood started to get threatened with redevelopment, everyone there was like, mm, "We don't want to be Kate May," and so that's kind of why, you know. They wanted to make a name for themselves. Yeah. Well, in my opinion, they're like the name for themselves is already there and they should preserve it. <laughs> but um, yeah. So anyway, I they approved my proposal for the for the subject of the book. I went to my program here at Rowan and I said, um, can I do this for my final project? Because for the final project, you can either do 
basically just a reflection on your uh, learning experience, or you could do a novel approach, novel meaning new. You don't have to write a novel, of course, but you can basically create something. And so that was what I ended up doing. And I had a lot of support here that I don't think would have, if I didn't have the support here and people encouraging me to, you know, set deadlines for myself, I don't know how I would have done that book on my own. How does one get involved like this historical society? Like what drew you as, you know, someone who said, yeah, I want to jump in there and do that? Well, I grew up half a block away from it. <laughs> and it just drew your interest? Like, what were they putting? Like, uh, you know, wacky wild inflatable tube man outside to draw Dream. people in? Or like, what were they doing? It's Internship pretty... here. Internship here. I just grew up going there, and my parents took me there. We learned about the history of our house. I just thought it was so cool. And I had been trying to volunteer there since high school. And I went in there one day in high school, and I said, hey, I want to volunteer. And they put me on scanning in the back rooms, and I really didn't like I didn't like mean? it. What does that scanning mean? Oh, you're scanning pictures in their library and to preserve them digitally. But I did. Obviously, I, that came in handy because your book, it looks like each page is a historic photo of the building and then a current photo of the building. So it looks like all of that work paid off for you, right? Like you used, you used your, your skill set there. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of pictures from the historical society in the book. So being a, a volunteer there helped me be familiar with what was available, pictures, what pictures existed of these buildings, and I also loved photography. So it was a lot of fun to go and find those buildings and take a picture of them today and compare and contrast to how they once looked. And um, it looks so different as well, I'm paging yeah. through. It's like this one place. I mean, I obviously you can't tell what what colors it was back then because it's a black and white photo but it's like bright orange and green and it's like it's just so so different than what it does that community have like like the rules that some communities have on color palettes that you can use no no wildwood is a very there's a wildwood hoa yeah (laughs) at certain spots i believe there is like they they won't let you like go uber crazy with your house there's no rules there's um encouragement to you know be bright and colorful which is awesome yeah but there's no rules um because they don't want to be like kate may with all the rules now you said you love pictures uh, a little birdie who might be in the told me you like to take uh pictures of small churches oh yeah that's right that's another thing that i do i do so many things yeah i'm, you're, I'm just reminding you of what you do uh, <laughs> So tell us more about sort of that fascination, how we got there. Well, that was another thing that came out of me being a writing arts major, actually, because I took a class, an intro to writing arts, and one of the modules in that class was to, was, I think, the future of writing, and in that we were to create an Instagram microblog at the time and just follow it through, and I ended up doing a, an Instagram page about like all the churches uh, in the area because I just I just love stuff like that like little buildings that are just off the beaten path and I was already like taking pictures of stuff like that thinking well maybe one day I'll do a project with this and so I was like this is the opportunity I can just use these pictures and research the history of these buildings and I still do that page like five six years later I still have the page has 1200 followers and I'm starting to run out of pictures of churches I need to explore some new areas of New Jersey so it's just New Jersey uh, churches that is really cool I need it why don't I have cool 
hobbies like this. You, like I'm like I'm just have this sitting in my back pocket, and now's the time to make a, some, some something important. Well, now it. maybe you'll get inspired. I, I, what can we take? What can we encourage Teller to take pictures of? Uh, guard shacks across campus. Guard shacks. <laughs> yeah, all the different guard shacks that we have. No? Yes, that would be very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that the class though infused that piece into uh, the program. Because mm-hmm. you don't think something like that, that they would in- incorporate sort of like that social media aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But it brings the curricula more to a more practical, real life application. Oh, yeah. It was it was very practical uh, skills we learned here at Rowan. That w- Now, this Wildwood book, though, that's a pretty ambitious final project. Were a lot of your classmates um, publishing books as they <laughs> Actually, no. I was the first one to publish a book as a writing arts major. Uh, So they were very proud about that. And hopefully, I don't know if anyone else has done that since then, but it was, I guess it was a good example. Like, this is what you guys can accomplish if you, if you really want to write something, like, write about your local community. Now, you're the president of the Wildwood Historical Society. So tell us about what that job entails for you. Yeah, so that has, that happened um, while I was a grad student here at Rowan. It was kind of a surprise to me that I wasn't planning on applying for that job, but there was a retirement and a desperate search for somebody new, and everyone just looked at me, and <laughs> I guess because I'm so j- gosh darn capable. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, um, all right, I don't really know what I'm signing up for, but it's i've i think i've grown into the role and really what's what i do is i just kind of oversee things we have a great team of people who do hands-on stuff i kind of just coordinate and um like i'll do things like apply for grants or you know say hey i think this would be a good thing for you to do um but it's a museum and it's also an organization like a like a educational organization so there's a lot to do. <laughs> and so, okay. go ahead. You go. So I see people in these pictures here. Did everybody get a copy of, of this? Yeah, well, they, they bought it. All right, there we go. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that was... Don't be giving it away. Too. These are great pictures in here. You Thank you. Yeah. It, was, it actually sold really well because I got the business or the building owners involved in the process. They want it. Like yeah, I I'm caught, sure. I was Look like, at that beautiful yellow. Sorry, nobody, the listeners can't see, but I think you just passed this most beautiful... Yellow oh yeah, house. yeah, yeah! It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would, I, I, I like reached out on social media and said, "Hey, if you have an old house and you want to be part of a part of history, you want to be photographed with your house in a book that'll last forever, let me know." And a lot of people did, and those are the people who lined up to buy the book when it came out. So sold really well because of that. That's great. Yeah. That's good. That's a little great piece for them too. Yeah. Exactly. A little coffee table book. That's what it cool. is. Absolutely. See. It's not about coffee tables, though. No, that would be that would be so cool. <laughs> I wish we had that idea, right? <laughs> now, are you you're doing some freelance journalism as well? Not anymore, but I did used to do that. I was doing that. I do so many things at the same time. I was doing that while I was at, at Rowan as a student. Yeah, I did. I wrote. I did a bunch of different local newspapers. But you do teach here. I do now. Yes. Tell I know. us about that experience. What's it like to go from? a student to educator at your alma mater. It's like the best feeling ever. <laughs> I really love it here. When I became a master of writing student, there was a program called the Teaching Experience Program, which me and Amanda were in. And you basically were trained how to teach a 
college composition class. And so I started there, like, so all through grad school, I was able to uh, pay for my own tuition with the money that I made as, a, as an adjunct professor. And then when I graduated, I continued to teach in the writing arts program, but the journalism program reached out and said, hey, do you want to teach some courses here? And I was like, absolutely. So now I teach in, in the two programs that I was in as a student. It's really amazing to be able to teach the courses that I took as a student. Some of them I have, but some of them are newer, but it's, it's really rewarding. And how have you evolved them yourself? Like put your little personal touch on them. I try to always teach my students that for any, like anything, the truth is always somewhere in the middle. Um, I always try to um, give a lot of time for students to talk about things like um, that matter to them. I, I also try to be very conscious of like my students' mental health and try to be proactive if I notice somebody needs help in any way. But I, I do tr- I try to have a focus on like what's new in journalism. So we like talk a lot about TikTok now because that's the thing. Uh, but I also like teach them how to read an actual newspaper. So I will bring the wit into class every week, and we're going to look at the paper. We're going to look at the sections, and this is how you get your local news. This is how you find out what's going on around you. They really like that. There's something nice about a tangible piece of information and to also know what's going on in your campus. Yeah, they put out a great piece recently with the Centennial that we had a while back, so it was good. I just picked one up. There you go. So we have to ask this question because you're a writer. ChatGPT, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I think... We don't have any ChatGPT like loyalists, so you can you can totally, like, if you want to ram it, you can. Sure. Well, just I like... I love ChatGPT. <laughs> <laughs> do you really? I do. I mean, I, I like to use, like... The other day I wrote something and I, I just wrote it. It was something that I had to get out there and I needed, I could not, I was so tired. I couldn't summons up the enthusiasm that really needed to be like in the writing. Um, and I, I, wrote, I literally put the content, like, you know, all of the content of my writing in ChatGPT and said like, write this with enthusiasm because I couldn't do it. I just couldn't put myself in that physical space, but I had to get it done. And it, it really, it, you know, there were some minor tweaks after that. And I feel like I put most of the content in, but it just gave it like a different feeling. So I know I'm not supposed to like ChatGBT, but right? <laughs> <laughs> it depends. I, I It's a tool like anything else, you know, and it's it's kind of we're at a scary point where it's so new that it's like how do we deal with it but just like any other tool it can be used correctly it can be used incorrectly it can be used uh, misleadingly it can be used legitimately as for teaching courses that involve it i think that it's important to like learn about it and also like learn about the drawbacks of it and it's not making up it's not making up language it's not writing it's just it's taking words that it that would normally be strung together on the internet so there's an element of just kind of copying what's already there so you know it's not really original but it can also be like an, it can also just make a stuff up yeah which is concerning it can make up quotes yeah. so but to just just use it as a tool though because you yeah. came up with the original thoughts and then she used that to amp it up 
You know what's wild to me? Is she's my, like not. Not really. She's, she's like not, not impressed she's at not all. I'm, I'm trying to sway her to it. But. It was literally just an email. So If it's an email. I didn't put it out there to write a book. Just so we're clear. If actually, Jess is writing a book called Kate Mayhouse's <laughs> no. Through Time. Actually, that's what she's using it to write with Jess. Well, that would be plagiarism because that's already been done. Uh, oh, okay. Sorry. sorry. Just kidding. Sorry. Actually, there sorry. was a Kate May Through Time. No, it, it's funny. I went, I went out to uh, dinner with my nephew that night. And we were on the conversation with ChatGPT, and he goes, Uncle Rob, you know about ChatGPT? I was like, yeah, dude. Like, I know it, because he's getting ready to go into college. He goes and shows me, I did not know this, he opens up his phone, goes on Snapchat, and apparently there is some Snap AI tool where he said, do this, and it does the exact same thing that ChatGPT does. So it's that AI stuff. It was like, write me a three paragraphs on this. And this little, like, broccoli-looking figure came up and wrote him everything he needed. So he, he... if admissions are listening, he didn't apply here, but he uh, he, he used it for uh, for a paper in, in in one of his classes. It was crazy. I think at this point, like if your paper can be written with AI, it's time to change your assignments. Uh, <laughs> um, but like. I can tell when a student is using it because the language is very impressive, but it's empty. Like it's not saying anything. It's just about something. So it's it usually it usually doesn't impress me, but. It can be used to do things like write emails, I think. I've never okay, used it for I that. Yeah. I've never I don't ever use it for stuff like that, but I think like if you have a very high stakes job, I mean I can understand. It's not that high stakes. Yes. <laughs> let's, let, let's be clear. I just I just wanted to have some enthusiasm in my email that I could not summons on my own that day because I was very tired. It happens, valid. it happens. You know? You know, it totally happens. It's very valid. So when you're not teaching and when you're not in Wildwood and we're not writing books, what are you doing on the side? <sighs> and DJing. And DJing. I forgot about the Nighthawk. Pretty Hawk. much covers it. <laughs> Does it, though? Because I heard a little, another, this, the same birdie, not the Nighthawk, told me something different. Because the little birdie told me that you're pretty good at music trivia. Who's the birdie? Yeah. <laughs> Can't tell. Can't give away our sources. So we figured we would use this little segment oh, of the show to try to give you a couple of trivia questions to see <laughs> just blushing. how good Taylor Henry is. And if we had music in post-production bum, right bum, here, bum, it'd be amazing. Bum, bum, like there, bum. there it is. No, you don't want to use mine, but. Okay. Yeah, we would put something in here. We could, but we can't because of licensing fees. But we're just going to go through a couple of questions. Oh, okay. All so right. it's not going to be like name that tune. No, no, no. Oh, okay. name that tune. Do you have an air, like a, a decade that you feel very strongly about 70s and 80s are good okay oh. you pulled up 70s i'm gonna pull up 80s okay because 80s is more my jam okay so, so I'm you gonna, start with the 70s i'm thing. gonna pull up some 70s stuff here we go let's try this one this one's a layup which train were gladys knight and the pips going to take in 1973 uh midnight train to georgia that's it there you see look these are layups the see all this little stress nothing Woo-hoo. okay that's the most important part of i do song. love that song i do love that song how about which Fleetwood Mac album featured the hit singles Go Your Own Way, Don't Stop, and Dreams? Gosh darn. Rumors? It's the best album. If you, if, you, if you love Fleetwood Mac. That's, that's one of the ones that I got for a dollar that you can't get for less than 25 30 Are you serious? Now. You got it for a dollar? Back in the day when records were not cool yet. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, they weren't cool It's yet. so good. It's they so were good. cool before they were not cool and then cool again. Yeah, it's like anything. <laughs> Everything comes back around in 20 to 25 years. I know. I was actually thinking that about your bell bottoms because they were... <laughs> very cool when I was growing up and then they were cool in the 70s and now they're cool again and I'm like I can't keep up I just want to wear my skinny jeans you no I think yeah they're, I think they're coming back though well, stuff, right? where, yeah but wear whatever makes you happy like I wore bell bottoms and boot cut jeans when it was everyone else was wearing skinny jeans and I didn't care 
Yeah, I don't care. Right, thanks, Taylor. I'm gonna keep Wear wearing my want. skinny jeans. Right. How about no the eighties? What the people we got say? Some eighties over there. I'm struggling. I'm struggling okay, to find. Right. Where did you find this? I just kept googling. Oh, okay. What was the last single released from Michael Jackson's Thriller album? Thriller. Yeah. Really? Isn't that oh, strange? That that was, was the really... last single released was Thriller on the Thriller album. You think that would have been the first one? Was it for Halloween? Was it, it around October? It doesn't say, but it, it that is a Halloween hit. I feel like. Who was the singer that reminded people to don't worry, be happy? Bobby McFerrin. That's a good one. Because that that's not like one. they have No, a it's lot not of like hits. layup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's a layup one. Michael McDonald replaced Tom Johnstone in which band in 1977? Doobie Brothers. Yeah, look, so you knew that right away. But so, so music trivia is your thing? Is that or? I love trivia. Yeah, I love music trivia. I like to play Name That Tune. Like oh, okay. on when I'm down in Wildwood every weekend, that's where I'm at. Playing Name That Tune. When in, you know, a gift certificate if you get first place, but. When COVID happened, we did a lot of virtual Name That Tunes with the radio station because we did a lot of virtual alumni programming, and that was so fun. People really enjoyed that, and there was a lot of focus on there. I did one of them. Loved I, it. I got I second place or third place or something. Uh, talk to us about being back here on campus, though, for like the centennial year. You soaking this all in. Like it's a huge, from somebody who likes history. It's a, it's a great time to be back on campus. Yes, it's amazing. A hundred years. And the the oldest building on campus is still here from that year, the Bunce Hall. Beautiful historic building. We love historic buildings, and I hope Rowan preserves all their buildings on campus. Um, let's not knock them down. Let's, let's take care of them. Even the ones that were built in the 60s are going to be historic someday. So let's preserve them buildings. Maybe you got a next book. I would love to write a book about Rowan. Do we have our own sort of like publishing arm yet or no? We have Singularity Press, which is, I think, a publishing club that started more recently. All right. So, well, maybe, Taylor, you get you dig there. Could be. Start pitching it. Could be. I hope to maybe one day pursue a PhD and then just, you know, be a full-time professor here and, you know, write books and teach classes. That's the dream. What's your favorite beach? Ooh. I'm not a beach guy, but if I had to pick one... We, I think we went to Ocean City growing up, if I remember correctly. You don't correct. even know where you went? No, well, we went because we did the boardwalk. Okay. We always did the boardwalk. We never went on the beach. Okay, so Ocean City would Ocean City be. was like, we were all these Johnson popcorn, yep. walked the whole thing. So long. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pork okay. roll and cheese sandwich for yeah. lunch. Always did that. I love a pork roll. I'm super hungry right now, pork roll yeah. and cheese sounds amazing. You were mentioning food before the recording too as well. I haven't really eaten much okay. today, so I need to, I just got caught up in life and then I yeah. was like, oh, I should eat something and then I had to Are we talking here, pork so. roll because Taylor? No, <laughs> oh my no, God. No, is it not a thing? No, okay, never mind. <laughs> Look, she does the music trivia thing, which is so much fun. I know. But I, I think it's really cool that she, she has She knew that. a lot. Oh yeah. And that book that she has, it honestly has it's beautiful. so many photos. great photos in there. Because you do, you get to see the property before and after and currently what it looks like. So I mean, the writing is incredible, obviously. Yeah. I'm sure that was the part she was most excited about publishing. But it's so neat to be able to see, you know, through time how different architecture has changed and how people have maintained it. And it's really beautiful. I do encourage everybody to visit the wildwoodhistoricalmuseum.com slash shop and you could purchase a copy of Taylor's book. Yeah, and it's also, if you want to see her, she mentioned that she has this little like niche Insta account, as the kids say, mm-hmm. where she takes pictures of uh, tiny churches, like mini churches. Mini church. And you can go to her, uh, the Instagram account is uh, tinychurchesnj. 
been listening to Beyond the Brown and Gold on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. You can find more episodes on your favorite podcasting platforms by searching for Beyond the Brown and Gold or Rowan Radio On Demand. Thank you.